Cougs house. All right. So I know you heard the big news out of UT Austin with their coach and all of that. And I'm here to tell you why preemptively Kelvin Sampson should turn down that job because he's turning Houston, if he hasn't already, into a basketball school and Texas will never be one. You are locked on Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cougar, daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrews, here to break down all things Cougs. If you of age fan or hater can stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below that we can get Locked on Cougs your podcast feed each and every day. We appreciate you making us your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel as well. We are well on our way to 500 subscribers. Remember, every 250, we're giving away a t-shirt or something like that. Looks like at 500, we're giving away something to do with Sparkle, some sort of a care package of sorts. Maybe get more than a t-shirt out of that one. So make sure you subscribe down below. you got to be uh, posting comments to be entered to win the t-shirt or gift prize or whatever. So make sure you comment. If you cannot think of something, tell us who you think UT Austin should go after as a head coach instead of Kelvin Sampson, because today's bonus episode is going to be all about why Kelvin Sampson should preemptively come out and turn down the UT Austin job. So first, like we're going to have a little brief, like 30 second overview about what's going on in UT Austin. Then we're going to go through a handful of different reasons as to why that doesn't make any sense as a spot for Sampson. So first, the situation at UT Austin is not a great one. Um, not that we feel that bad for the burn orange school down the road, but I will say that uh, it's never great to hear about domestic violence. And it sounds like uh, it was enough evidence towards that domestic violence that Chris Beard was let go on Thursday, uh, fired with cause, meaning they don't have to pay him out the rest of his contract because of a domestic violence incident that happened at like the wee hours in the morning about a month ago, four weeks ago, uh, if my math is correct. Um, that's never fun. It looks like Beard may have lawyers in the case or whatever back and forth, but he will no longer be the coach at Texas. Uh, they're going to have an interim coach. I think his name is Terry, uh, Ronnie Terry, finishing out the season there in Austin. Um, shame. Now, what's interesting here is the immediate conversation becomes who's going to replace him. And several reputable u- news outlets, uh, big names like Sports Illustrated, commented that Kelvin Sampson should be on the short list of names. So that's an awful idea. And here's why. So I'm going to talk about it in a couple different ways. One, the dollars and cents of it, because don't make dollars, don't make sense. Two, the programs themselves. And three, the cultural piece of this, right? So first, the dollars and cents out of this. I think people jump to that Chris Beard was making $5 million a year on his current contract with the University of Texas before it was terminated. And Kelvin Sampson, on his current contract, well, there are escalators for how far they go in the term, that kind of stuff is making about $3.5 million. Now, I think that that's people point to see he'll make one and a half million more dollars if he goes to UT Austin because that's what they paid Alaska and blah, blah, blah. And that negates a couple things. One, the $5 million they paid Beard was a lot more than they had paid any basketball coach before him. Chagas Moore was getting less than three. Rick Barnes never got more than two and a half, right? Like that's a lot more than they were paying guys before Beard. And that's kind of out of pocket, no pun intended, for what UT Austin does. Second, Kelvin Sampson signed that deal making $3.5 million a year before Houston had officially published they were in the Big 12, 
right? He signs that contract well before any of that happens. And the TV money itself will make that contract explode. Samson made three is making three and a half million dollars a year with escalators on a TV contract, like the U of H's TV contract to the American Athletic Conference. That's only pulling in seven million dollars from the University of Houston every year. The average Big 12 school on their current TV deal, which will only go up next year with more schools and more regions and so on, is pulling in more than 42. That number is going to escalate a lot. And it makes sense to say, like, well, it might not be exactly a proportional one-to-one ratio. Calvin Sampson's contract is going to go up a lot, too. And he can ask for a contract extension right away. Heck, the program he's built is a large part of why Houston's that program they wanted in the first place, right? Um, the contract goes through 2027. For what it's worth, Beard's contract also went through 2027. As far as, like, success goes on their previous parts of their contract um in the previous five complete seasons samson and the university of houston went to the second round sweet 16 covid year final four and elite eight right um ut in the same five-year window was a first round exit missed the tournament covid year but probably would have missed the tournament first round exit second round exit right if you want to say what about it's beard not texas whatever his same five-year window was an elite eight and a finals run, which I guess is better than the final four run. But when I look at our final four run, we were a much better contest with Baylor than Gonzaga, whatever that's worth. Um, the COVID year for Beard and then a second round exit and second round exit. It's not like he was projecting upwards, right? He went from Big 12 school to Big 12 school and didn't exactly move forward in the pecking order, right? Um, and Houston is clearly building a thing where the expectation is like being in the top five window, right? Second, uh, if we're looking at like other aspects of the program being built besides just the wins from the last five seasons in the recruiting windows right here at the University of Houston, admittedly going into the Big 12 next season. So recruits knew that they're going to sign on the University of Houston and get to play Power 5 basketball, right? Um, and an aggregate score of sorts. This is reporting from before the beer news came out a few weeks ago. Houston's ranked 19th on recruiting big boards as far as their 2023 graduating class. Um, go check out a big guy named Jojo Tugler, uh, Tugler, I'm sorry, but he's a, a fun, energetic, like if J1 Roberts, Roberts were even bigger kind of guy to get to watch play basketball, right? That's the kind of class Houston has with their current program moving into their first season, the Big 12 next, next year, right? Texas was 25th on the same aggregate ranking. Right, so Texas, all of their, they've had Big 12 money forever. They had the big donor money forever. All of the possible buildup. They had Beard there for, they were hoping to go on two years at this point when they're pulling this class. And they were six spots behind Houston. And Houston's particular, but the kind of kids they recruit too. Like Houston, and you hear Samson say it, he said it after the Tulsa game, and what I thought was really, really poignant, they don't have headache kids because they don't recruit headache kids, right? He doesn't go get a bunch of flashy guys. He gets guys to do what Houston needs them to do. And it's frankly kind of his calling card. Tough, defensive-minded, team-first, selfless kids, right? And while doing that, he has a higher-ranked recruiting class than Texas. He is, without all of the things that come with the Big 12 TV contract, oh, yeah, and then he's going to get that Big 12 TV contract and get to see all of the facilities and those kinds of things explode across campus starting, and so his classes will only continue to move up higher. Whereas at Texas, like they just built a whole new stadium. They're not building another new stadium. They just did that. Right. Um, and so those things are already moving 
farther ahead for Houston than they are at Texas. Right. Um, the other thing is, is if we're talking about like recruiting and program building, those kind of things, Texas is way more likely to come get a kid at, try to get a kid out of the city of Houston than Houston's going to be to try to get a kid out of the city of Austin. Now that's not to say like, yes, I know Jamal shed a central Texas kid. I know Armani Brooks was a central Texas kid. I know uh, Ryan Elvin is a te- central Texas kid, right? Te- Houston has gotten guys out of central Texas. I'm just saying at a bigger picture, if the goal of your recruiting is to keep the best local kids local, the city of Houston puts out a lot of basketball talent. The city of Austin has put out a handful of kids, right? I guess Jared Allen's a pro when he went to Texas or whatever, but Houston kind of already recruits that area pretty well as far as kids we want. Jamal Shedd, Armani Brooks, and also has Houston in its own backyard. Shout out Terrence Arsenal, right? Like that's all working in our favor there. Um, and I don't think that you work backwards by going to the smaller I, stay in Houston there right the recruits are already there um, before I get into the bigger culture pieces here as to what does and doesn't make sense let's talk about how you can get bigger and stronger like the Houston program will after the Big 12 money starts rolling in as well you can get bigger and stronger with Built Bar Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar works like a protein bar tastes like a candy bar helps you stay in shape and follow your New Year's resolutions this year now they are covered in real chocolate that's the secret formula here that they are covered in real chocolate they got coconut churro double chocolate brownie all kinds of great flavors and we've been telling you to go to builtbar.com or to go to built.com to get your built bars but now you can go down the road to walmart and sam's club as well that's right walmart and sam's club you can get four packs of favorite flavors at walmart or get up to 13 a baker's dozen in a box at Sam's Club. So go there and make sure you get your Bilt Bar to stay on your New Year's resolution track today. I'm going to recommend the uh, Coconut Almond because it tastes like an Almond Joy, and that's kind of my jam. But if you got something else, tell us in the comments. Let us know what you think about your Bilt Bar. Make sure you go get it at Walmart or Sam's Club today. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Um, the bigger piece of this, I think, is not just that the money Houston's built a better basketball program and the money's about to shift our way. The bigger piece of this to me is all cultural. Houston, as a school, has built this like mom and pop shop basketball program and how it functions that competes at a national level, frankly, competes with comparable dollars and cents to a lot of Big 12 schools anyway. And it's about to pull in Big 12 money to compete with more than just mom and pop store dollars and cents, right? Um, we did the, we did the contract talk a second ago, but at Houston, another part of the contract for Kelvin is that his son Kellen is very much the coach in waiting, right? His son Kellen is second in command on all things going on at the University of Houston, and worth pointing out that his son Kellen is also like the lead recruiter on all the things they're doing, right? His son, uh, his son, Kelvin, is going to be the next head coach at the University of Houston, and his daughter 
is in charge of all uh, much of the media kind of stuff. His daughter's in charge in the program and showcasing it and showing it off. And all of that means that his family, his grandkids, etc., are very, very close. That's got to be important to relatively new grandfather Kelvin Sampson. Sampson's 67 years old, right? At 67 years old, you're looking for a lot of different things in life than a lot of different people. But also, he's not doing this for 10 years, right? He can't pick up mom and pop shop, go to UT Austin, and try and rebuild it before he's done with this, right? Um, it would need to be a much bigger plug-and-play fix, and he's got it already set up here, right? Um, and so that doesn't make any sense either. The other part of this doesn't make sense, and this may be too much conjecture, but Houston is building towards being a basketball school. That's not to dismiss the Dana Holgerson 12 and two year, or they said two of the best ranked recruiting classes to ever come through saving that, you know, he obviously Ed Oliver was a previous coach, but he's had two of his four seasons had great recruiting class. And we just talked a couple of days in a different episode about how the current recruiting class actually is very highly talented recruits, just not a whole lot of them. So as the recruit class fills out, you'll actually see the rankings go up a lot on top of all that though, with the University of Houston, he's built a program that's nationally relevant and is expected to be in the top five every year. Right. Um, and frankly, he'd kind of been building that Oklahoma and kind of been working on that Indiana in his brief stint at Indiana, I should say. And then he kind of built it up for his 12 years at Oklahoma. Um, and that's kind of what he does. He doesn't want to go do the 12 year rebuild like he did Oklahoma. He's been here nine years to build it to this. Right. Why would you want to go do that elsewhere? And at UT Austin, you got to do that while they're pouring all their time, energy and resources into being back in football right you've seen how this thing happens with boosters at ut austin they want charlie strong they want to get rid of mac brown and then three years later they want to get rid of charlie strong right and after charlie strong shows up and they don't really they don't really like him they move on to tom herman and then three years later they don't really want tom herman either right you saw it in basketball too they ran Rick Barnes out of town he got them to a final four in the early 2000s he brought them in guys like kevin durant and got them nationally relevant Right. And then a couple years of like stagnation, they ran him out of town for a guy named Shaka Smart, hot young new thing on the block. And then they ran him out of town for Chris Beard. Right. Like they're they're going to keep doing this thing where boosters want what they want at UT Austin. And when they don't get it, they figure out a new thing to want. And at 67, with his son being his assistant and assistant coach and associate head coach and head coach in waiting. I'm going to say that's not something Samson should want to do, <laughs> right? Go risk that gamble and say, I'm going to sit around and make sure that they still want me in three years. That's that's not something Samson should be, should be spending his time doing. Um, now, I also point out that, like, culturally, UT Austin, with its, like, football history and Heisman Trophy winners and and whatever, um, they're going to always want to be – the Joe Jamales of the world are always going to want to put football, football, football. And I think in Houston we've seen the tide shift a little bit. Right. Um, obviously, like you see it where there are people trying to find ways to cover the U of H scrimmages at the end of football season. Right. But you also see it just in the coverage of the team nationally. People talk about the U of H fo- football team kind of as like ways to talk about Dana. Um, and even when they were 12 and two, right, in the American Conference, it was like, I mean, we'll talk about the Cincinnati championship game. Like they're not going to do a whole lot of other stuff with that. Um, this Houston basketball program built up and he's built it up to where 
it's the front it's the it's the porch it's the entrance to the athletic uh, program um and i think that that's again something he doesn't have to redo and fight with boosters that don't want it anyway down the road my thought here is and what i'm going to wrap up with is that he needs to preemptively shut down the sports illustrators and all these speculations of the world and say i'm not doing it right he's got his family here the money doesn't make any more sense because the money's about to go up here He's got the program set up here. Then you go get a bunch of recruiting classes to build it up. He's got it already set up here, right? The facilities are only going to get newer and more improved here because the Big 12 money is coming in. UT Austin's already got all their – they just built the Big Moody Center, right? They already have all that. I'm telling you, Sam, needs to say it right now. I'm not going there. That's not a basketball school. I'm a basketball coach. I'm saying here, that's what he needs to say, and he needs to say it right now. Say it preemptively. Get it done. I don't want to listen to Sports Illustrated and ESPN talk about this for the next six months. Just say it for now. Get it over with. If you think something else, or if you want to talk to me about it when it happens, make sure you find me at Painsworth 512, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H 512 on Twitter, Instagram, all your social medias. I have a Be Real on a TikTok, but I haven't posted a TikTok literally ever. But you can find me there. We'll talk about it too, I guess. Um, that's at Painsworth512. Thanks so much for listening to the bonus episode today. If you're for something else, let's do my first recommendation. It's going to be the full length episode. We're talking about the SMU basketball game from last night. Uh, kind of like some things they learned, some stars of the game, and kind of what to take away from that. And then we also compare it with the football game uh, because they're both fairly high-scoring affairs um if you're looking for a second listen that's not about the Cougs, we're done with the Cougs for the day then recommend locked on college basketball because i'll be covering the same chris beard story from a number of different angles make sure you follow that as well thank you all so much for tuning in to locked on Cougs. locked on Cougs, prime member of the locked on podcast network your team and kelvin samson's team every day go K.